Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Baxter's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo. Done, Full furnace out, yeah? Hey. During the day, daytime edition. They don't know that. They do now. When we start streaming, let me put that out there in the universe now. When we start live streaming the pod, then they'll know. Yo, and when we stream, make sure you drop those donations in, in, in the, <laughs> the, sky. In the thing. Um, you, and you man can donate in Bitcoin, you know. You man can donate in crypto. <laughs> like, we do, we does this, yeah. Support the thing, is it? I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> it's in the universe now. I wasn't Amen. Even thinking about Amen. that at all. And the last one I said it, you guys didn't say anything either. <laughs> Not doing <laughs> donations, and then we're gonna get the flipping. What's it called? Sponsorships. Sponsorships. Hey, Raid Shadow Legends. Hey, I'll be on it. Lord Mower 3.0. Fam, I've been banging Ray Shadow for a minute. I'd be on it. I'd be so on it. I was thinking like Crossway books, like the Christian bookstores or something like that. Hey, I'm on it. I'm on it. When we initially started, said if we do monetize, it will have to be something like Christian. Man's talking lawnmower. Like, I'm on it. Mower 3.0. Keep yourself, keep I know yourself what you're looking about. fresh. I don't, I don't know what's I don't know what's helping you to have now. a great marriage, which is hey. Christian PR. Having a good marriage is Christian. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Raid, raid, raid shadow legends. You die, come back to life. Where, where have you heard that before? <laughs> One again. <laughs> where have you heard that before? <laughs> this guy. Oh, um, uh, I think Moses is in the hot seat this week. Oh, oh. sounds I had a question, but yeah, it's cool. I can okay, hold this question. Okay. I can hold this hot seat. It's cool. Let me bring so, up my notes. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So um, in the Bible, um, outside of the poor, another group of people that gets mentioned a lot is the widows and the orphans. Mm. Um, do you think as Christians, uh, we pay enough attention to them? Um, or should we be paying attention more? And, and what does that look like in this day and age where so much like government assisted stuff mm. so i know that um the i think i think currently times have really shifted because in um i think it's in timothy paul mentions that um the widows who are truly widows should be supported by the church but those who have got family um whether it's their brother their mother or children should be supported by them first before being supported by the by the church and just specifying that it's in that way that people will learn how to how to take care of their own um but also recognizing that the church's resources are somewhat limited um so further to that point i feel like um as you said with benefits and with stuff like speaking specifically for the context that we're in with like the benefit system and stuff like that um there is some support available now that support may not be sufficient for what um the widows or the orphans may need but i'm speaking specifically to widows what they may need um but there is some support available and so the churches should 
provide resources that allows widows to kind of tap into these pots of funding or um, benefits and stuff. In terms of orphans, um, that's, that's a lot more tricky because of the system that we have now, because I'm assuming that if a child is an orphan, that means they've lost both parents. Um, and in that situation, if they're not with extended family, they will be in the foster care situation. And so then it will be more so a case of supporting foster parents, support orphan children and, um, or people in, the, in their care. Um, Cause I don't, I don't foresee like, I don't know if orphanages still run. Are there still orphanages? Um, there have to be surely because I was assuming it would be like care homes and stuff like that. Care homes are for old people, no, no, there, there are some for young young kids as well, like foster homes and care homes and stuff. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm assuming that it's along those lines. So, in, within the Western world, it's almost supporting and providing resources that support those supporting those in those, in those positions. Mm. Um, because if you are um, if you are a foster parent or foster carer, then having stuff programs or whatever to kind of help you deal with those and whatever. Um, if you are a widow, having pro- but even those programs could be widened to the wider church in terms of just help accessing benefits, help doing different things. Um, but in terms of like countries where this infrastructure isn't in place then most definitely I think it, it, it should still be in place. Um, my mind goes to start places like Ghana and stuff where I think orphanages may still be running there. Um, I don't particularly think that they've got benefits for the women, women who have left, lost their families and stuff. I don't think they have those. So yes, I would say like there should be some sort of resource from the church to be able to support. Um, do I think we're doing enough? Honestly, I don't think I have enough information to comment on that. Um, I am not aware of these programs. And I think it's predominantly because of the churches that I am exposed to. Um, Most of the churches that I have been exposed to um, seem to be doing all right. Yes, there will be like families who don't really have much and blah, 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 but there will be um there's like food banks and stuff associated with these uh, places and they always try to help on a case-by-case basis but i don't know if there's like a program or something that's actually like rolled out to be able to help these people um so yeah that may be an oversight on my part and i may be speaking into the situation of like we're not taking care of them because we don't know who they are we're not identifying them and stuff um, but it also could be they're not sharing. <clears throat> they're not sharing because of the potential stigma that they may feel associated with it. Um, people looking down on them and having pity on them and stuff. Um, so yeah, I do think, depending on your context, yes, stuff should be in place. Western world, especially in the UK, I believe that there are enough structures in place, and so it will be more so supporting those who are putting in the work. Um, for foster kids and, and like orphans but also yeah that's a long waffle 
but hopefully it's answered it's touched on the thing because it's very it's nuanced and i think it's contextual as well yeah no 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 i'm, I'm happy with the answer cool um well, my question for you should a person that's seeking enlightenment seeking religion seeking faith should they go around tasting different in your opinion would your advice be that they go around checking out the different religions checking out the different faiths tasting the different faiths um and then make a decision or would you just advise them to come to christianity i'd use the word tasted (laughs) Um, no because i think i think there's so when he said tasting, it took me to taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. Um, so I think, I think with tasting, there is a real danger of being poisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm using, I'm drawing that directly from food, not so much being poisoned. Yes, yeah, so we poison with ideologies and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the food. You can go around a forest tasting every leaf that you find, but sooner or later you're going to come across that and that isn't edible and it's actually going to do you harm as opposed to doing you good. Um, so there is, there is a caution in tasting, but I would say taste. I would say explore. <clears throat> and I think me saying explore comes from a confidence that I have in the God that I serve in that you will see a difference you will see a uniqueness within the claims. You will see a uniqueness within um, the person you're you're encountering. Because I I truly believe that like with Christianity, that is pretty much the, it is the only faith in which like you are not required to come clean. It's actually, as, as you often say, your sinfulness and your inability is actually prerequisite for being accepted in this. Um, and so I, I would say taste and see. Um, but at the same time, I would say be cautious. Even I would say be cautious when you're tasting Christianity. Because you could be tasting Jehovah Witness thinking you're tasting Christianity. You could be tasting Mormonism thinking you're tasting. You could be tasting the cult thinking you're tasting Christianity. Um, so I would say, <clears throat> I would say taste, but I would say be cautious as to what you're tasting. Um, and when I say taste, what I do have in mind is more so just do, just do research, just look into it, just kind of speak to people about it, speak to people who are in it, um, potentially visit different places, see what they're saying. Um, and also I feel like in God's hands, those experiences can be turned for something good those experiences almost form part of a testimony forms part of you being able to communicate to different people from different backgrounds and stuff like that so there is a there is room for god using that um for his benefit and and equally there's there's a there's room for if you land in islam for you to be like oh but christianity says blah 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 um hopefully the person you speak to be able to, to debunk whatever you present um but yeah, I, I see more value in that ra- rather than um, danger. Um, but that's from my vantage point, having come this far with God and being able to trust him to a degree where I'm like, 
all things work for the greater good of those who love him accord according to his purposes. I feel like I want to disagree a little bit. <laughs> okay, go for it. Let's talk, let's talk it up. Um, I think, like, what comes to my mind is that there's a reason why McDonald's is a, is a very popular restaurant mm. in that, you know, the taste is good, but what you get out of it isn't the best. Mm-hmm. But because it tastes good, it doesn't matter what you're getting out of it because, because it's, you, you find it enjoyable. So, you know, all these chemicals and stuff. Mm. Um, so I think you need, you need to be careful. And I think it's important where you are in your walk. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like near the beginning, where maybe you're not so strong in, in your foundation and mm. might not know how to argue or, or like have arguments against um, topics people might bring against Christianity, then that could very much sway you. Mm. Because like if, if, if you can't make a, a defense for it, so like, huh, maybe Christianity isn't the right religion. And, and, and there might be something in another religion. Like, you might go to Islam and they say, you know, yo, when I die, I'm going to get all them virgins. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> when you die, it's saying, wait. But, but it, it's, I, I hear what you're saying. And yes, to a degree, I agree. But I still think my point stands because um, if I understood correctly, Peter was speaking about someone who isn't of the faith currently. Yeah. and it's searching mm-hmm. um and so um, my assumption is you you don't know the foundational truths of christianity you don't know um m- almost anything mm-hmm. um and i have also heard of priests who have like leading churches then be like i'm still searching for the truth and i think i found it in islam mm-hmm. and stuff like that has actually caused more harm on your sphere of influence Mm. and you recognize and people who have been leading churches for years and and be like oh i've read the bible 2500 times blah 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 i don't believe it anymore i'm just like "Mm." um so i i and plus even with the analogy that you had in terms of mcdonald's i believe that those who are so mcdonald's is something that even peter mentioned i'm not sure he mentioned it on the podcast but it's like there's there's this reality of recognizing that yes this is this this is convenience if anything it's it's a convenience and we go to mcdonald's we may treat our kids with mcdonald's every now and then but the reality is it's a fast food it's it's convenience we go there when we're like really hungry and we need something we need a quick fix we can just kind of go there well some people go there as like a, a like a day out oh we're gonna go to mcdonald's yay like everyone's happy that's how um, my parents did it yeah and like yeah with, with kids as well it's very much just like, oh yeah we're gonna get a happy meal we we'll get a toy we do this we do that it's like it's almost like a day out um but there's there there is this inherent understanding that this like a lot of this is not good for me even kids who are like i like the happy meal parents would be like not a lot of this or whatever and so the reason the reason i'm mentioning that is it also depends on the nature of the person who is hungry. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, yeah I, was, I was gonna say because for, for like a lot of people, uh, a convenient lifestyle is yeah. what they would prefer. What, and what so, they prefer. And, and so like a religion that allows them to yes. not have to work as hard and is convenient for them. Yes. They might be more likely to to, to follow that one because and then my argument would be you're not searching for truth, you're searching for convenience. If you're actually searching for truth, 
then you shouldn't just go with the first one that is convenient. Or maybe that, or, or, or maybe what they found is quote unquote their truth. Yes, subjective truth. Thinking that I can be an athlete living off McDonald's. No, you can't. And so if your disposition is actually one that is seeking truth, if your disposition is one that actually wants to live a healthy lifestyle, you know that I can dip into McDonald's every now and then when it's a dire situation. But for the most part, my meal prep and all of them things there needs to be on point. And so I think that it betrays, for you to go for the first thing that is convenient will betray the, the, the thought of you actually searching for truth. You've just landed on the first one that's convenient. Mm-hmm. there's no there's no intellectual wrestle there's no emotional wrestling it's just let's go mcdonald's yeah but then i guess you could also argue that people have intellectualized and come to the conclusion that christianity is isn't the way and and this is the thing that that i mentioned where it's like that there's not just an intellectual wrestle but an emotional level uh, wrestle but also there needs to be a spiritual wrestle because it, it's literally saying you need to die to self to be alive in Christ. And yes, arguments will be made um, for and against, but it also leans on something that I mentioned yesterday where it's, um, and this for me, this is where like it ultimately lands, where it's um, only, only the revelation of Christ can actually bring people to salvation. Mm. And so you can have all the intellectual arguments and information and everything and still not know him yeah and so for me that there is that there is that almost being made alive which can only happen um supernaturally which actually awakens your taste buds to jesus and it and i i feel like that can happen in any situation any context god is able to bring any any person to 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 life from any situation and so yeah like go 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 explore live your life and it almost dips into that calvinism but not that when god is ready but in the fullness of time like you will you will taste and see that god is good and i think the reason why i i asked the question is i initially found myself an initial thing was more your answer come to church come first to christianity we've got something good yeah. and then you know if 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 you if you don't allow god to capture your heart and you do anything it's cool yeah. but then i thought along the lines of robert as well it's in that if someone hasn't had those experiences and gone off and then been grafted in they don't appreciate and also they don't know you know then as you said what what's the, what's the what's the difference then between you know me being there and um well not, not me being there but what's the difference between what we preach and all the other stuff that's out there mm. and which one could resonate more with them so I, I did find myself sort of torn between the two so it was, it was interesting to hear that back and forth but yeah as i said the prayer being in the fullness of time god would yeah. reveal himself as well cool all right, let's get into the topic for today. <laughs> let's talk Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I don't think we can laugh about that, man. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just laughing because I'm laughing. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Alec Baldwin is Baldwin. He's an actor slash producer slash all these other things. 
he was filming a new movie, New Western, and he killed someone Oof. using a quote-unquote prop gun that had live ammunition in it. Yeah, so he killed the director of photography and also um, injured someone else. Um, yeah, and the, the, the gun was handed to him. They were, he was told there was a cold gun, which means that it's good to go. There's nothing in it. And there was a round in it. And um, yeah, someone died. And as the story continues to unfold, you just see it's just mess after mess after mess. So like the armorer who's supposed to be like in charge of the weapons and stuff, she was like 24. She was even unsure whether she was qualified enough to be in this position but it seems like the company was trying to cut costs and her father was like a very well-known armorer himself. Um, the assistant producer who handed Alan Baldwin the gun, this wasn't his first time there being an accident with a gun on set. Yeah, like he, he'd been fired from like another movie in the past um, from being unsafe. And it turns out that um, for some reason there was live ammunition on the set, which shouldn't have been a thing. And that, like, some of the crew had had been going out to sh- to like shoot cans on the set, and it seems like one of the guns that they were used to play, be able to play around with was one of the ones that Alex Baldwin had then gone and shot um, this lady with. So it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a whole mess. Yeah, it it, it didn't seem like anyone was taking their job seriously. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's. It's um. So I was listening to a podcast about this, and they said there's like a whole battery of things that needs to be done. The armorer shouldn't be the one to hand it to the actor. The armorer hands it to another person. They check. They then hand it to the actor. There's all sorts of sort of miss miss goings. Apparently, the working conditions weren't the best as well. That resulted in, you know, something like this. But it's um yeah, it's it's really sad. It's really sad. And it's hard to I mean, you can there are various places along the line where you can point the blame, but at the end of the day, that person is gone. Yeah. You know, so what's really the point? Yeah. And yeah, and it's like everyone's partly to blame because you know what you should have done in that situation and you can't rely on someone else saying that you know i've done my um they've 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 done their job so i'm okay to just do what i'm doing it's funny in the in the military when you're handing back your rifle you clear it you put your finger down the barrel you visually check when you hand it over they visually check they put their finger down the barrel and then they clear it again and so you you don't get what's called negligence discharges as often. And apparently there's a system, the system's in place. They do this often, you know, there's system in place, but there's so many fail points along the line. Yeah. It's a bit mad. Praise to the family though, to the Yeah. And for Alec Baldwin as well, because you inadvertently kill a person. How do you sleep with that? Yeah. And so it got me thinking a bit about, firstly, before we, before we go into the topic, just this whole thing about 
um, like press the family because like I've been hearing people say it a lot. Mm. <laughs> when people say that, are they actually praying for the family or, or or are they just saying something that they 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 think that they should be saying? Well, I made I made a grammatical mistake. I said prayers to, which actually annoys me when I hear it because if you're praying to the family. What are they supposed to do with your prayers? You're praying to Ooh. them. You're praying to God for them. <laughs> Offer it up to which is, which is what I meant, yeah. And for me, like, yeah, I mean, I can only speak for myself. When I said it now, in my head, I said a prayer for them. In my head, I was like, not empathizing. I haven't killed anyone before, but I was like, just somehow heal that guy's heart for, you know, what, what he's gone through. And I, I know I've come to do that because I also at some point would say I'll be praying for you and realize I'm not so it's like when I say I'm I'm going to pray for you I pray for you there and then and then find myself catch myself praying for you as the days go on um, as God reminds me to that's but, good boy me yeah. normally when I say I'll be praying for you normally that is my prayer for you <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying like if if I don't pray in that moment yeah, it's going to be out of my head for yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I am catching myself because I'm like it is quite hypocritical um, to be like I'll be praying for you and then not do it but yeah the, the, I tend to find that the, the other thing that's happened or the other things I've noticed is I now tend to hesitate to say that first mm. because it used to be it used to be a get out of jail free card didn't it to some extent it's like oh no you're going through a lot I'll be praying for you so I don't have to actually engage with you. <laughs> I don't really need to know what you're going through. I don't really care to know what you're going through. But it makes me feel better. And hopefully you feel better that I'll be praying for you for some reason. So I, I now tend to hesitate for that to be the first thing. That to say, oh, God is in control. To say God has a reason. To say God doesn't waste our pain. All of those sort of platitudes, I, and now I hesitate yeah. to say before really showing that I care and in honestly caring, I know these things are true, if that makes yeah. sense. But what if you don't care? Oh, yeah, then I don't lie now. I'm just, uh, yeah, that must be hard for you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that's, that's a good thing to do to show you you're listening to agree. So yeah, just mirror oh, to acknowledge. Like to acknowledge is the word that mm. was told me. I think. I I think used, um, sorry. No, nah, so I think I've, I've, I feel like learning from Job's friends in just being able to sit with the people in, in that in that space. Um, yeah, that then first thinking bit was wisely, good. thinking wisely about what I say afterwards. Yeah, but yeah, just sitting with them in that space to help them know that, like, sometimes words just aren't enough sometimes like it's just being given the space to just be and knowing that people are there with you um yeah. and sometimes words aren't even needed like yeah. so like 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 sometimes you don't have to be told that situation is going to be all right sometimes you just want to be able to like sit in whatever, whatever yeah. you're sitting in it's hard to know the difference though it's hard to know when when are the times where you want to hear someone say it'll be okay when are the times <laughs> where you don't you know, and hard. I think I think that's where, for me, anyways, that's where sitting with them helps, because you, I almost get to get a sense of what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah. But again, it sometimes it's here and this. We could just do the best that we can do, and then. Which do you prefer, Robert? 
Which do you uh, prefer? Do you prefer someone to tell you that everything will be okay, or do you prefer them to chill? To be honest, I'm not the best person when it comes to being consoled. Yeah. Do you uh, feel like you hide your feelings a lot? I do. Let's <laughs> go first. No, let's go. Let's go. No, I think I do, and I think that I do that because oh, we're having a mental health training the other day, and. It, and I was discussing this I feel like the amount of Mental and emotional Let's say currency That mm. it will take for me to let you, let you know how I'm feeling I feel like More times than not I'm not going to get that back From you after I've told you mm. If that makes sense Yeah so you're not trusting That you sort of bearing your heart Will yield anything of use Yes is that Does that make you a hypocrite? Wait, hold on, 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 hold on. Does that make you a hypocrite? Because you get at me for apparently not sharing my feelings. Um. Yes, the answer. The answer. No. Is just, <laughs> Mo, your, your question. No, 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 it, no. It doesn't because no. because I can say that this is what I do. You, you, you will not admit. You'll just say, "No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll just do push-ups and everything's great." Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk like that. <laughs> But that's the content of your speech. <laughs> um, okay. Is is that in general? Because obviously I'm not I'm not gonna walk into saying and be like, oh yeah, my mom just died and yeah, yeah, and expect the person to be like, oh yeah, have these have these bananas for free. Like I don't I don't expect I'm not expecting that sort of energy back. <laughs> the random situation, <laughs> so like that. But but there are there are people that I feel like I can go to. So like both of you on this call, certain peak happens, I know that I can turn to. Yeah. Like gems, hands down. Like there's certain people I'm like, not you, not you, you're a waste man, not you. Other people I'm like, nah, I can definitely go to you with this. And I'll get that. I'll, I will get that energy back. Do you have people like that? Yeah, I've got you guys. Um... I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I got my people, but then I just don't, yeah, I don't like being comforted because I'm like, there's a problem. I want to solve the problem. Right now, I don't want to solve the problem. So just leave me to be in my stuff until I'm ready to solve the problem. So you would rather wallow for a while? In yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and I feel like I like to wallow because... um wallowing is one of the few times I give myself to like switch off um I feel like I, I'm always go 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 mm. I'm always doing something so wallowing is like one of the few times I'm like okay this is like fully me time <laughs> how, how do you decide how long is suitable appropriate to wallow um I don't think there's just like a time limit on it um as you know, when people can start to see that as affecting, like, my day-to-day work and being, that's when I'm like, okay, um, yeah. Because, like, I remember one time I, I, I used to go to counselling and I was in a slump for, I was in a slump for a while. And, like, the counsellor mentioned that, um, you know, I'd been late to a few of the last few sessions. You know me, I hate being late. 
and, and for it to be brought up, I was like, nah, <laughs> this needs to stop. <laughs> this needs to stop. Yeah, it needs to stop. Exactly. This needs to stop. But again, it's, it's like, so I think, I think there's a difference between wallowing and a difference between um, acknowledging the emotion. So I feel, I feel, I, the way that I see wallowing is like sitting in your filth. Oh yeah, I'd be doing that. I'd be doing that. <laughs> I see, I see wallowing as sitting in your filth, but I see acknowledging the emotion is almost like um, sitting in front of a book and realizing that, yo, like this is a really dark part of this book. And just allowing that to not just skipping over that chapter, but actually reading through that chapter and allowing that chapter to do what it's doing. Um, I dislike wallowing because of the fact of like, I find wallowing as being unhealthy because it is sitting in your filth. It is, it is allowing the situation to brood. But in acknowledging the emotion, and I, I could be saying, like, using different words for the exact same thing, acknowledging the emotion is just like, I feel X right now. That is okay. Let me process this. Processing may just look like I, I'm just going to sit down for a little while. I'm just, I just want to acknowledge that this is how I feel. But there needs to be some sort of processing that goes into it because it's like, what wallowing is very self-indulgent. From my experiences of it, it's very self-indulgent. You know, I used to feel the same, but then I realized I actually someone brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm the type of person that, that people come to me um, if, if if they've got problems. And yeah, so see I, the boyfriend to most girls. Yeah. What can I say? Did I say girls or, or did I say people? I said girls. That's what I, I, mean. I didn't say girls. That's what you. Anyway, meant. anyway, <laughs> I didn't mean girls. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and actually, the man them be crying on your shoulders, yeah, yeah, man. So, man. About their girls, <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, them are men, girls are girls. I don't want them kind of problems. <laughs> I don't have them kind of problems. So. Um, yeah, but oh, yeah. um, okay. yeah, so like, I was guilty of you know trying to encourage someone and then or, or encourage people and then wanting them to like suddenly like magically be better and be ready mm-hmm. to just like tackle whatever they were tackling mm-hmm. um but sometimes people that's that's not what people want yeah. sometimes people want to just be able to to chill yeah i mean your your description of it i i can envision that it, it makes sense in my head mm-hmm. of being in a place sometimes some you know where something's gone wrong something didn't work out and it's crushing and it's not like it's not it's not it's not the time to sort of start picking up the pieces yeah yeah uh, that that's sort of the the impression i get from robert's definition of wallowing is just mm. now we're just going to sit here with a broken glass all around and we're not going to move we're just going to we're going to sit and wait sort of thing till it's time to start picking mm. up the pieces and start cleaning up which i get um i, I get yeah <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think let me let me just rephrase that analogy because I think um, so the way the way that I've almost seen wallowing, as I said, sitting in your filth, but it's almost just um, allowing that filth to become a part of who you are and just continuing life as though that filth isn't there. So it's like when when man them get their heart broken, 
rather than and then they turn the Gallus. They, they turn into Gallus. They just allow that to one of them. Just, Who hurts you? You know, like that. And then they turn, they get into a relationship. They start to feel some type of way towards the girl. It's like, no, no, I can't do this. Like, it's not me anymore. Okay. Um, but, but like acknowledging it, yes, there, there is a, a, a period of allowing the mess to be then just seeing like, but recognizing that like, I don't have the energy to, to sort this out right now moving towards a space of like but this room is dirty it does need to be it does need to be um cleaned up and yeah. then going about cleaning the room um now sometimes it could be someone walking into the house and be like wow your house stinks fam okay i need to clean up um but it's and I, I think that's exactly the point at which the point at robert robert um, would, yeah, in terms yeah, of, yeah in terms yeah. of that um but yeah and i i've almost been forced into the space of um cleaning up cleaning up house much quicker because and it may be because i have a family yeah i was gonna say i think that yeah. right now i have the luxury of being not married so yeah so i'm like my yeah. own person yeah. with like my own space so that's yeah that's a key difference with, with a family i realized that as soon as i get into a funk it affects the entire household mm. and so in as much as gems is like let's give you this time I still recognize that most of the burden within the household then falls on her shoulders. And so I'm like, all right, I need to process and get through this in a way that is healthy and doesn't just have me interacting with the whole family from a place of stress or depression or whatever it may, anxiety, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, that, that is a key difference actually. And I'm happy we got to this space, especially for those listening who may be going through something and not just feeling like, oh, I just need to fix up and pick up the broken pieces. But actually, no, there's, there is some merit in just acknowledging it. See, to offer an alternative, um, not because, push-ups. sorry? Do push-ups. No, 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 no. I mean, that's, <laughs> it, it's physical exercise benefits a little. Yeah, like if, if you are depressed and like, like actually going out, walking, doing exercise actually helps. With I, I don't know if we, I don't know if it was said here or if it was, I was listening to something and they said, when you're tired, when you're exhausted mentally, you recharge physically when you're exhausted Ooh. physically you recharge mentally so when you go out and bang weights and you're done you come home you rest you watch a movie and you're recharging Ooh. when you've had like a stressful week at work and it's all and then, and then go to the gym you hit some bags you do some push-ups and you're recharging no yeah. i want to trust myself to like try and go to the gym when i'm like mentally fatigued like i can what see myself because i can <laughs> Dropping the bar on your way, on yeah, your way to commit suicide. Bruv, I can see myself doing, doing like um 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 bench press, but the, but 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 they're not concentrating on it properly. Yeah, and there's something, something happening. I don't know. There's something about the imminent danger of that weight over your head that I find it difficult to see how you would not concentrate. So do you know I I've I've been in those situations where I've had a lot on my mind. I'm in the gym and I'm just flinging this. I'm just like, yeah, I'm getting home. Like my whole body is just not in it. Mm. My whole my Fair whole enough. body is just not in it. But there have been times as well where I've had a lot on my mind, and I've just gone for a run. I think yeah, I think it's sort of also finding what works for you in that yeah. capacity. It might yeah. not always be gym, gym. but it, be it, it might some, be something some form else. Of bodily yeah, yeah, some form of physicality, something physical, yeah. something that doesn't engage your mind in the same way as whatever it is that exhausted yeah. you. But and, that's not the alternative. The okay. alternative I have and. I guess I'm placing it up for critique at the same time is 
something I read in Kevin Hart's book uh, in his, I think I can't make this up, his sort of memoir, that really stuck with me. And that I realized I started doing, and for lack of a better different de- description, it's just to shrug, to shrug, and to recognize that there's only so much you can control mm-hmm. and to expend energy worrying or regretting or concerning yourself with things that you can't control is counterproductive and so you sort of shrug and allow it to go through to go past to wash over and then you deal with it so with the same analogy of uh, there's a broken plate as opposed to sitting and you know maybe agonizing over why the plate the plate broke mm. or how you could have prevented the plate from breaking or what you should have done what you didn't do what could have been done it's just mm, all right that happened mm. and then move but, on but sometimes you can't shrug because somebody has broken the plate that your grandmother gave you before she passed away and that and them not acknowledging that it did that is what's stopping you from being able yeah to shrug no no but then you still shrug yeah, I think, that, I think that's that's the thing. So for me, I get what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying. There's sentimental value to it. There's mm. a lot more than just saying that you're gonna shrug it off. But then I, I think the 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 what I've noticed about that mentality is the recognition that actually you still can. And I don't know if it's just a, a, a detachment from stuff or whatever yeah, I think, but i, I, think, I, I think it's it sort of worked in my head to be a, i think it is more yeah stoic, yeah yeah um of, of, of an approach and i think what i am advocating for is um a pausing to acknowledge what has happened whether or not you're in control of it whether or not like you're able to rectify the situation so it's like my nan just died there's nothing I can do. My nan didn't actually just die, but my nan just died. There's nothing I can actually do to rectify this situation. But it's just like, yo, like, something significant just happened. Um, now that that's that's a it's like oh, I just lost my trainer. Ah, no, 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 no. Even even on that level, like even on that level. So my um, I don't know how he's related to me. He's just someone I knew. Like it, he's not my goddad. That's like close to my dad, family mm. friend, like that passed away and it was that it was oh i'm not gonna be able to see this person anymore there, 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 there. it's not struggling like it doesn't matter so th- that's the sort of cherry on top for me mm. i think as a christian is you're not agonizing over any of the things you can't control because you are on the right side of the one who does control it so my uncle banwell passed away and i was like it sucks but mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But now, Peter, substitute your uncle for your wife or your child. I just gotta go Ooh. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so mm, is a bad way of putting it because it doesn't trivialize what's happened. It's just, and for me, I think the thing on top is death is just a doorway to heaven. And my uncle's a good guy. Like, he's a good guy. I know he's going to be in heaven. I'm, the only reason there's pain is because of the perceived loss of my interactions with him in the physical. That's trivial at the end of the day. There's, there's heaven. He's in heaven. Or he's sleeping will be a ris- arisen uh, at, the, at the end, 
at the, at the last judgment if we're going to be accurate. So I do, I do think that's very stoic. And you, your safety with wife, safety aligns, with child. <laughs> your your um, disposition very much aligns with like a stoic um, with, with stoicism. Mm. This this detachment and this just prag, um, being pragmatic. Um, and so I, I do I do see the benefits in that. I do see the benefits in recognizing that there is nothing you can do. If there is something you can do, then go go ahead and do it. Yeah. If there's nothing you can do, then um, just kind of go through it. I, I do think that's for some people that that engages their emotions just as much as it engages their mind. It helps them to like mm. heal and to move forward and stuff. Um, I, I I'm almost advocating for allowing both emotionally and mentally the space to be able to heal and if if healing is is a shrug where it's like all right recognizing the futility within the situation um however that futility may may look look at itself this person's died i can't bring the person back but i can look fondly on the memories that i have of this person Mm. kind of flipping it like that but almost um, but giving yourself the space and the time to emotionally maneuver through that range of emotions to, to almost grieve that loss. Grieving that loss may look like listening to his favorite album or whatever, um, but grieving that loss to some degree and then moving forward with the conviction of like this. And that's almost a repair element as well, where it's like, I, I, um, I, I still have the memories and that's picking up the plate. I still have the memories for me anyways. So, Peter, what do you do when you're in a funk? Press ups, they shrug. They yeah. shrug. Yeah, no, honestly, and and you know, like, it's it's. I think that the the uh, the elements that I think differs from myself and say a Kevin Hart and and think it is the understanding that God remains in control, yeah. and the shrug is almost to sort of remind myself that. What what could I have done? What can I do? If I can do better, then I'll do better. If I can't, mm, then I didn't, you know, and, and I did my best. And there's a cherry on top. God's in control, you know. And and that means so much more than just Jesus take the wheel. That means he will work it out for my good. That means there is uh, faith and patience and uh, glory to be born from it. That means so much more than just God is in control, you know, which has become the cliche. But I think those things resonate for me. And so it's not to say that, you know, there, there won't be tears shared or anything. It's just to say that those things will wash away sort of thing and fairly quickly in the grand measure of things. In terms um, of time, in comparison to your time. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, yeah. I think carry on. I want to, to add um, an alternative. <laughs> an alternative to alternative um no so in terms of processing it so mm. one thing that i do is um as much as i can i journal every day and it's really just combing through how i'm feeling um thoughts um things that are happening that i may have anxiety around or whatever this and that um but i also as much as i can do wrestle with god through how i'm feeling mm. So I very much actively try to be like, like Jesus, this is how I'm feeling. I want to engage with you in this space and allow your truths to trump how I'm feeling. Mm. And so as I journal, so my journaling is very much like 
bringing God into the journaling and like reflecting on different things using that I'm going through it. And it also, journaling also helps me clarify how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking about it. And then I'm able to take the end point of that journaling into prayer and be like, this, this is what I have discovered. This is what I am feeling. This is how, what I'm thinking about. This is what's causing me anxiety or whatever. And then praying in such a way that, uh, I say in such a way like it's a mystical thing. I just pray. I just, <laughs> I just go through. I do the cross legs and incense. You know, like that. You need, you, need the, you need Mary's statue in front of you, <laughs> rosary beads and all of that. Do the Hail Marys. Um, and I, and I, I genuinely just pray. And I'm just like, speak into this situation. And I pray from a position of knowing that God is with me, God is for me, God is going to provide um, whatever it may be. And then I often leave that space, even if it's a case of there is nothing I can do or whatever, but I leave that space with a sense of trust that mm. like God is in control. I think as, as you were speaking, I was, um, I was convicted of something because saying just shrug and know God is in control and all that means there's also an element that God sort of reminded me of that I think I should share. As a man, I think I also benefit from having martial arts and, and sort of being physical mm. on a, for lack of a better word, violent level, <laughs> where there, there isn't necessarily malicious intent, but there is a, a danger and a, an element of, of, of struggle and exhaustion that I think is also almost necessary for men and i think society now is doing a good job of feminizing men and making them more effeminate and removing those elements of things and making us just talk 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 um and so i think i benefit from that as well and guys i think will benefit from having some sort of physical exertion i think we're built for that it might not be fighting it might not be martial arts it might not be hitting other people but i think having some sort of thing that allows for you to expel those the, the same thing you expel when you see like a a, a soccer player go when they yeah. score a goal whatever that is even a tennis player when they're hitting the field. yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah you know whatever that is that makes you that makes you release when you yeah. tense all the muscles and you squeeze your lungs and everything comes out having that i think oh, oh gosh and I, out of the gutter. <laughs> I might immature laugh if maybe you see how wrong everything i was saying sounded but i think yeah. that i think that's that's important as well and I don't think it necessarily has to be like a thing where all of that energy culminates in one big thing. Mm-hmm. I think that you can also have an activity where it's almost like a slow burn. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah. Even if it's just that an activity like tidying up um, your house, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, um, I've heard Jordan Peterson say like, um, to, to like, to like, like young men, if you want to change like how you are as a person, begin just by every morning by um, making your bed in the morning yeah. some form of discipline some yeah, form, yeah. something that yeah yeah like yeah. you know what like i find when i am under like extreme stress or whatever i just tidy up mm. and and there's there's a there's a part in um the alchemist where the boy goes into a um a glassware store 
and he starts to he offers to clean the glassware in exchange for food and the man allows him to do it and then afterwards the man says to him even if you hadn't cleaned the glassware i would have i would have bought you food anyways because the quran bids us to feed anyone who needs food um and the, the man was like so wh why did you let me do it if you're going to feed me anyways and he's like my glasses needed cleaning and it's looked as though your mind needed cleaning as well there's something mm. therapeutic that kind of happens internally and mentally as you're cleaning physically that it's like you're almost churning through things and this physical act of cleaning helps with, and I find that true in, in, in my life. So whenever I ignore the family and I'm just cleaning, James is always like, fam, what are you thinking about? Like, what's going on? Because um, more time I'm, I'm processing something when I'm doing that. Um, and I was even going to say stuff like even like running. And it's not so much so like running away from the problems, but um, Peter and myself know a guy who's like, whenever like it's in running that he he hears god the clearest it's in running where he engages with god the most and it, it very much is around discovering and maximizing the physical activities that in which you're able to engage with god and engage with yourself um where it's almost like your body's just doing what it's doing and then your mind kind of goes into a different space your spirit goes into a different space and you can engage um it may be stretching it may be like whatever but just doing that and getting into that space is helpful yeah I, I just think i think for guys i think the emphasis on that physicality is important mm. um and that testosterone going for the body the fact that testosterone is in such high amounts in guys yeah. and requires some physical exertion to sort of burn up is testament to me that God intended for guys to be to process things a little bit differently and the whole entirely emotional front that society now forces guys to do not forces but it's trying to push guys down encouraging I think yeah, yeah. I think it's I, healthy I think, I and think the same in church as well men's movement should not just be talking it shouldn't I I, I don't think so you go to the wild and hunting the bull that it could I anything I think we should fight each other but yeah of course you finished <laughs> No, do you know, I, I, I see merit in it, but I still see, your, I still acknowledge your caution because it's like, I think it's two ends of a pendulum. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to go the other way. Yeah, some people <laughs> have been like, just fight, men don't cry, just beat beat the bully up, just do whatever. Men's movement to Sparta. You know, like that. <laughs> I was used to Bring your gym. child, we shall make men of him. And then on the other end, it's just like, don't hit, just talk, just, just cry. Yeah, express just, your feelings. And but there's 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 I think there's room for both. Yeah, there, yeah. And it has there, to be a balance. There has yeah. to be a balance. Yeah. And that balance will look different for different dispositions, and not judging one person based on your disposition, but yeah. almost encouraging. That the problem that is person. society forcing everyone to be this beige sort of yeah. unicolor thing. Yeah. And it's not. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't believe. Mm. So, I feel um, like we didn't touch the topic you wanted to talk about. Right? Oh, it's fine. This one's a lot better. It's not a lot better, but it's a it's, it's a nice topic. We, we don't usually get to talk about our feelings and stuff. So, you know, talk about the emotions and stuff. It's good. Um, I remember yeah, we're going to wrestle right after this. <laughs> no, I'm going to go and play Smash tonight, and I'm going to be trash talking my brothers. Bro, that's the best part of Smash, you know, when you just see their face. Say my name, boy. Say my name. <laughs> It's so toxic, but I love it. <laughs> and the thing is, but the thing is, on the flip side, 
it burns when you lose and then they do it to you. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, I, I, I have this trait where I trash talk to the heavens knowing I'm about to lose. <laughs> I trash talk to the absolute, and I think it's, it's more so trying to draw out that competitive side. So even when we were going bowling, I was like, I'm not the best at bowling, but I'm just going to trash talk. I'm just going to drop all the bars. If I win, we're here. I think I, did I win? I think I did. No. It wasn't you. I won the second one. I won the second time. I think I won the first one. one. I won the first one. That's right. Winners club, winners club, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know why I don't like trash talk. It's it's funny because in as much as I like fighting and getting beaten up and strangling people, I don't like, I'm not competitive at all. You guys are way more competitive. No, my, my trash talking makes you think that I'm competitive. I couldn't care less about the game. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get everyone to like it almost like there's a buy-in. Whenever mm. you trash talk, people are now invested in the game. Yeah. So people then come and it's just like, oh, let me actually put in the work. Yeah. Me, I really don't care. I'm yeah. Trying, I'm trying, I want you guys to bring yourself to the game. I don't care about it. Yeah. I like being the villain so that it gives people a reason to try hard to defeat me. <laughs> man out here being a touchy and thing, bro. <laughs> so I remember listening to this poem ages ago, and, and and like I've heard this like train of thought as well, where um you shouldn't be sad about your problems because there's always someone out there who's got worse problems than you. How do you guys think about that train of thought? I absolutely trash. I say I, I won't say absolute trash, but I say trash. Okay. I say trash because it's you. You may have you may have a splinter in your finger, and someone in comparison to someone who's broken a leg. Like physically, there are two different situations, but you still need to deal with your splinter, bro. I slightly disagree. Of course. Okay, now go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. Just that you're right, and and it's relativity. Yeah. But I think recognizing that there will always be something there'll always be something not something worse but recognizing that it could be worse mm-hmm. as long as you're alive it could be worse i think it, it gives perspective and the, the reason i say trash is the context for the most part the context in which i have heard that statement is from is from the perspective of belittling or um trying to sweep your situation under the rug i think it could be it could be it could be glass half empty glass half full uh, a sort of sort of Mm -hmm. um, discrepancy because i don't think it necessarily has to belittle what you're going through i think it just it just makes you realize that it, it almost gives you reason to be grateful that it's not worse than what it is so it's I, I like if, if my I, arm's broken, if my arm's broken and it hurts and I need to deal with it, but then I, I think back to um is it in Congo or is it somewhere where they were cutting people's arms off? Mm. I'm a little more grateful to have my arm. Yes. So in terms you know of I mean? in terms of gratitude, I'm like, yes, in terms of gratitude, that there is it's like, oh, it's just a splinter. I could have actually broken the arm, like there is something, there's something worse. But I, I, I almost, like, the, the majority of the times that I have en- engaged with this train of thought has been from the perspective of um, 
just shut up and deal with it. Kind but of. More, I think more, I think the other thing the other thing to bear in mind is that when we are going through stressful situations, we are in a heightened sense of things, mm-hmm. and so what is a splinter could feel like you're about to lose your your arm or something yeah. when it's, yeah. just it's just a splinter. And sometimes that I think that that perspective helps bring things back down a notch, you know, and you're yeah. like, hold on, it's not. Yeah, but who gets yeah, yeah, but who gets to decide that it's it's just, you know, like if you're it is just no 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 it hold is on, just. no 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 hold, hold, no no <laughs> you've got no. splinter in your arm compared to someone getting your arm cut off. <laughs> it is just don't I come think, and say think, yeah your capability of no, hold on hold, hold, hold yeah, on because yeah. because because, <laughs> because if you follow that train of thought yeah. let's say you lose your brother yeah someone could say it's just your brother someone's lost their whole family why are you crying Yes. No. Okay. Okay. So the, the why you're crying. The why you're crying bits. The why you're crying bits. Fair enough. But you could have lost your whole family. Is that not worse than losing just your brother? The brother who your family is. <laughs> yeah, losing your brother is worse. Is is it not? It is worse. I think. I think. I so think there's levels, and it's. My, I think it's worth, it's worth recognizing that. My. Not to say that. Yeah. Intention. Cool. Bye bye. <laughs> no. Why are you crying? Stop your crying. Oh, who's starting to cry? About? That's why I disagree. It's not to them saying. Stop crying because that's what Mo was saying. Is then like belittling it, like it's not worth crying about. No, of course yeah. it is worth crying about, but it can make you cry maybe a little bit less if you recognize that someone could have lost their whole family. Yeah. So, I, I if someone did I, lose their brother, would you yeah. then go and say to them, Oh, at least you're the rest of your family is alive? No, because that's not how you address the situation. <laughs> there, there, at least you still have them. <laughs> yeah, but 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 if you wouldn't address it in that situation to them. Why is that like a reasonable train of thought to have then? Because it's it's what it's it's the same thing with you wouldn't say something to some you some, there's some things you wouldn't say to someone, but it will be beneficial for that person to realize themselves. Mm. And so having that at the back of my mind, it's fine for me to say it to myself, but don't you dare. <laughs> like there's, there's things <laughs> like that. There's things like that. There's things where it's good for me to make that recognition. It's not necessarily good for someone to tell me, especially yeah. whilst I'm going through it. And so that's where it's like, okay, if I am able to realize that in the moment, then cool. And so now you've said it, it's in my head. And then, oh no, I'm not going to put that on myself. Whatever, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's good to have that at the back of your head and then it come out when you need it to. I'm not going to then give that to you. Yeah, whilst... Nah, we've <laughs> been talking crazy. <laughs> God forbid. Um, I think I, I think my 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 qualm is the comparison to somebody else. And so it's like, oh, you kill someone. Oh, that's yeah, you you just kill one person, he killed two. Like it's from, from a judicial perspective, like killing two people may hold more <laughs> gravity than killing one. Yes. But there's for me that the main issue is almost. If, if in, in order to provide context, I would rather provide context within yourself than in comparison to somebody else. And it's, it, it, for me, it comes back down to this whole thing of viewing myself as being good because somebody else is worse off. But we're, we're communal people. We're not built we to be islands. No. And so that sort of inherent comparison <clears throat> of situations will come. It, it, I find it unhelpful. I find it really unhelpful because of this notion of pride and humility in comparison to other people. And that's, that's the avenue that I see it going down. 
But in terms of I'm proud my brother's died was your family. No, died. so like I'm proud that at least I have my family. Like that that has become a sense of comfort for me because you're like you why not gratitude? Up... Why not gratitude? Yeah, why yeah. does it have to be pride? Yeah, yeah, I don't think pride is the right word. In, in, in it might way. it might not be the right word, but I see I see unless it. you're just not naturally narcissistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably, probably. But I, I do I do find this whole comparison thing very uneasy for me. And, and it may just be my disposition. I find it uneasy for me because I don't want my comfort coming from your misfortune. Mm. I don't want my comfort of my righteousness coming from Hitler. <laughs> no, like that. I don't want my, my comfort. I don't want my righteousness, like my comfort in, oh yeah, like I wasn't able to pay the rent today, but my man is sleeping outside. I don't want my comfort coming from another person's misfortune. Mm. Yes, we are communal and yes, you all compare, but I'm, I'm, it's like, I, I want the comfort to almost be like, at least I've still got a roof over my head mm. and not be like X hasn't got a roof over, my, over his head and like make it about someone. Mm. Um, and that's, and then that's there's a, yeah. And then there's, a, there's also the flip side. If like, whenever you're happy about something, should you then not be happy because someone is more better off? Yeah. Mm. Like I, I just bought a car and I'm just like, yeah. I'm happy in this 307, 22, somewhere else drives past, like Peter just drives past in the BMW. And I'm just I don't like, have a BMW. Pagan. Not anymore. Pagan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like your blessing has become a sense of displeasure for it's, me. It's bad. It's bad to do that. It's bad to, yeah, yeah. It's bad to do that in those circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so that's, that's so I, I may have just made like it blanket over everything mm. where I don't want my comfort to come from another person's misfortune mm. or my, my discomfort from another person's fortune. Mm. And so I'd rather <clears throat> evaluate myself and almost take comfort in how, or discomfort in how things are going relative to, to me while still trying to, and then it then frees me up to celebrate other people's successes for them, not in comparison to, oh yeah, you, you just smashed a million pounds. I'm already sitting on that welcome to the club. Like it's not necessarily that. I'm like, I'm happy for you having, having like secured your million, regardless of wherever I am, and then continue working. And that's why that's why I say it's, I find that that mindset trash, because for me it pushes me into the space of comparison. And as the the like famous proverb goes, comparison is the theft of joy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my main contention with it. Um, there there a, a thing that comes to my mind is in a cartoon Bing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, Peter. Um, it's like these sock puppets, but they, they suck animal puppets and they've got like adult carers who are... So they, these animal puppets and they've got carers who are sock puppets. And Bing, the main character, fell down and hurt himself. And his sock puppet went, is your arm okay? Yes. Is your leg okay? Yes. Is your head okay? Yes. Is your bum okay? No, because he landed on his bum. And so within that, he's he, he's just provided context. That's it. Your whole body is okay, but your bum is not. And that wasn't in comparison to anybody else. That was in comparison to other body parts. Other body parts, but still within the same structure, within the same person. It was his. Yeah. 
And so he then provided context. So it's like, I've got a splinter in my hand. Cool. Can I still move it? Is the arm still good? Is it infected? But how do you, how do you externalize that? So you've lost a brother. You've lost your brother. Um, so I, 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 it would almost be like, how's your mom doing? Like, how's your, how, how's your sister? Like, how's your dad? How are they? Um, like, how is the family? It's the comparison to other people. No, no, it's no, not. No, but why do you even have to externalize it? Why can't you just be lost your brother? Let me help you. Let me help you through the process. Oh, no, no, no. But we're not talking about. It's not me helping it. It's externalizing the In terms my of, bum versus my yeah. leg to my okay, brother. Okay, so like, so like, so, so yeah, something so, happens outside of you. Yeah. And even rather than saying other people have lost their whole families, recognizing that you've only lost your brother, and it's almost it's, it's recognizing like how it's saying how how's the how's the family how's the family doing in this time. Mm. That's that's that's, you, a, that's the way that I would approach it. I don't even think you have to ask about the family because <laughs> because why does the family matter in the context of you being sad that you've lost your brother? Because you're still a community. Oh, it's not family. just you who's lost the brother. Yeah, yeah. Your sister's lost brother. Your your mother's lost a son. Yeah, but but then but but as a community, part of being a community is being there to comfort people. Yeah. If you're if you were concerned about how the sister and the mother were, were doing. You could just go and ask them. Oh, but... and, um, and and to say, I wouldn't just come to him and be like, how's your sister? How's your mother? No, none of this is, I think it, we're, we're all talking the about the mentality of, of speaking of, to you. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the context of seeing how you're doing. Mm. And then in that conversation, then almost being like, oh, so like, how, how's the family got going for you? It's like, how, how are you guys supporting each other and stuff like that? I would almost, I would, I would almost phrase it like that, as opposed to just focusing on you and zooming in on you, which is... So in me zooming in on, let me just gather my thoughts and say, in me zooming in on you, I recognize that your family are still important to you. Your family are still like a structure and a network around you. And you still have that. And if you are going through a madness and your mom is going through a worse madness, that is going, that may impact you for the negative. And so recognizing that these connections to you are still going to have an impact on you. I'm just visiting and I'm going to bounce. You're living in this and your family are living in this. And so inquiring about that wider set of relationships is also inquiring about your health because it will affect you. I think I, 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 I get what you mean. And I get what you mean in terms of not making your comfort at the cost of someone else's displeasure. But I think for me, it, it, becomes, a, the, it becomes a matter of the gratitude, it becomes a matter of perspective, it becomes a matter mm. of there's nothing new under the sun, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, it's vanity of vanity sort of, sort, sort of mentality, which I guess fits in with that stoic thing. But yeah, I, I, yeah. All right, let's round up. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a... Uh, let's round up. Guys, it's okay to not be okay. Fun facts. I Don't let people tell you otherwise. Hey. I didn't say anything. I didn't say that. (laughs) You said shrug. (laughs) Yeah, I said shrug. I said as an alternative, shrug, knowing God's in control. Shrug knowing that someone else is worse off than you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right, hookups. Can I go first? You can. Because I was inspired by Drea for my hookup. (laughs) I don't know if I can say how or why, but excuse me. Mo is in a similar situation, so I'll, I'll use Mo as an example. These guys have janitor keys, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just jangling and announcing their presence wherever they go, jamming them, stabbing them in the legs. If you put it in your back pocket, making your bum not okay, but your knee is fine. 
stuff. But <laughs> my, my hookup. My hookup. This, this hookup is taking a wild turn. My hookup is a um, key organizer. Uh, there's a few different ones. Um, but uh, yeah, key organizer will like wrap your keys in something. It makes it all nice and compact. Makes it easy for you to get to stuff. They don't jungle. They're quite nice. So I was just a key organizer. I think the one I use is Orbit Keys, Key Organizer. Um, there's a few different ones. Key Smarts with like tile or um, like location tracking and stuff. So mm. is this, yeah, like you can call your keys quite literally and a ring because you've got this little key organizer that has GPS on it. Ooh. So check it out. Yeah, key organizers. Looks pretty good. I might buy one for myself. Yeah, yeah. Man, I might get involved because the keys are becoming, and they all look alike. So I'm trying to open my door now and I'm just like, yo, which, which, which key is this? Yeah. Looking like I'm trying to rob my own house. Um, my hookup is a playlist by a person called Selfie. I like that name. It's spelled different from Selfie, and that's why I like it. Um, but I just sent it to the group. It's um, Samurai Shampoo's um, playlist of all of, their, all of the music from the anime. So it's got the soundtracks, it's got the openings, it's got the closings, it's got, it's got every, yeah, it's, it's a vibe. We went to Comic-Con once, so there was a Samurai, uh, there was a Samurai Shampoo desk mat. No, there was a Samurai Shampoo um, graphic, the one with them in the sunset and yeah, 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 Mugen's yeah. holding the sword and Jin's there. And then there was a Street Fighter desk mat with Ryu on one side throwing a Hadouken that I never got, that I still regret to this day because I can't find it anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, you might things. need to do Comic Con again, you know. We should. In COVID. Nah, I'm all right. Talk fan, COVID's finished. Mask up, mask up. I'm all right. Finished. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm not going to any gathering of more than like 100 people for no reason. Just ever. Just, I'm just going to dress to a sub zero with your mask and you'll be okay. I'm a hermit from now on. <laughs> My hookup is a YouTube channel, Alvin Zo. About food. Alvin Zo. Is it yeah. about food? Alvin yeah. Zo, so Alvin Z H A O. No, that's dark. It's been Z H O U. Okay, just read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like a really cool cook. He, he like he cooks with like lo-fi music in the background, and like his thing is that he takes forever to make his food. So he'll have like um hundred hour cookie or a cake or seventy two oh, hour wow. Welling- beef Wellington. And like he likes to make it for a little bit, let it, let it rest for a bit, and come back the next day. And then it's really good. It's it, like the, the production value is really high. Um, music is really good, and the food looks banging. If I could cook like him, yo, for a hundred hours, you better be banging. Shout shout out shout out to Robert. He he's been throwing down recently. He's he been has been. Down. He has quite been. well. Quite well. Been. You can't they can't see you doing that. Though. It's okay. You 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 guys can see it. He did they a can see it in their hearts. Come on. <laughs> no, so do, you, do you say you did the devil horns? Yeah, he did this, but I, I did this. this. <laughs> Shows up, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, shout out to Root for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Twitter at the Furnace UK. Instagram TBS Furnace. Email tbsfurnacehotmail.com. You'll find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites, apps to Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. That's it. Okay. So this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow.